Today is pug day in Japan, and to celebrate, you're supposed to dress up your little flat-faced pups. So I hope you have some tiny clothes available for your genetically mutated pets. I used to be roommates with a pug. In fact, he was the dog of my crazy bipolar schizophrenic ex-wife who pled no contest recently to felony assault on a police officer while also threatening their police dog. Ooh, heaven forbid. You want to hear more about all of that? Gosh, you can listen in to back episodes of Joshin' Around. Ooh, it's a poor story, to be sure. But as for the dog, God, he was a mess. When I first met him, she fed him baby food, the Gerber sticks, instead of dog food, because that's what he liked. He got the gourmet greenies before it was found out that those will kill your dog. Really babied all the way around. In fact, pushed in a baby stroller. I didn't much care for the little guy. In fact, I remember one night early on, we went out for steak. I brought him a bone home, fed it to him, and she started screaming because he couldn't breathe. He was too focused on the steak. And as I went to take it out of his mouth, he growled and he And all of this snot came out of his little flat face. And gosh, he seemed to feel better, especially after I ripped the bone from him and his ma stopped screaming. But I'm here to tell you, that I didn't torture him, although I may have wanted. Instead, I chose anthropomorphism to humanize him. His name was Petey, and he was from the Northeast, so I decided that he talked like this and called me dude. Listen, dude, I'm tired of your mess. I'm tired of you touching my ma. I really want you out of my life. And he was a general torment to my life, but gosh, so was she. We all make mistakes. So it wasn't a mistake the one time I took some dental floss, tied it to the end of a broom, attached a little bit of lunch meat to the end of the floss, and then fished for that pug. Unfortunately, she walked in, and gosh, there were three days lost to a crazy bipolar episode. But nonetheless, I got married in 30 days. It took me three to five years to get finally legally divorced, and I'm still facing the pain of it all some 10 years later. So kids, watch out what you do out there and try and be safe as we talk about eavesdropping, silence, and sugar while we sweeten the pot and start joshing around. My prayers have been answered. It's finally time for back to school. Praise Duke! We have a tradition in my family where I take the big kids to the mall, buy them new school shoes, and then we go and have dinner at the food court. This year was no different. They each got two new pair of shoes, and then my son and I had Chick-fil-A while my daughter dined on bourbon chicken. You know, the kind they've been giving out free samples of for years? While we ate, I sat there and wondered what one pair of shoes I could buy for me that's equal to or lesser value than the four pair I just bought for my kids. But that's a big part of being a parent, as is also being on edge to always keep your kids safe, which is what you need to do if you shop for school supplies at the Dollar Tree. Because according to the U.S. Public Internet Research Group, play school crayons from the Dollar Tree may contain asbestos. But that's not all. The research group also found that blue three-ring binders made by Jot sold at the Dollar Tree tested positive for something called philatelates, a substance linked with asthma, obesity, and lower IQ scores, which may lead to a self-fulfilling prophecy of your kids buying school supplies for their kids from the Dollar Tree. While the disease itself may not yet be prevalent, the arrival of back to school has caused news reports of hand, foot, and mouth disease to run rampant. While this communicable disease may strike adults, its most prevalent hosts are children under five, especially those who attend daycares. Just keep surfaces clean and your kids probably won't end up looking like they have the pox. 
Hand, foot, and mouth disease is not to be confused with foot and mouth disease, which only affects livestock. With that said, did you know they measure horses with hands? How many hands is your horse? A hand began as a non-standard measurement for the height of horses in English-speaking countries, but it's since been standardized to be four inches. I'm close to six feet, so if I were a horse, I would measure 18 hands tall. I've done my usher impression before. I also do a few others. One of those happens to be a horse telling how old he is. This was a lot easier when I was younger. Now that I'm 39, it's a little tougher, but it goes something like this. There's an amazing viral video going around of a woman trying to evade police who then wrecks her car on the side of the road, jumps out, and then gets tracked by the police helicopter's infrared scanner. It's not doing the best of jobs, though, as you can barely see her in the video until she hops a fence and starts to hoof it through a cow pasture. The cows soon get wind of a human in their midst, and they begin to move in until they have her corralled in a corner when police come in to make the arrest which is just another example of bovine heroism at work. You heard? The legal system may not be the model it was meant to be, but that's no excuse for evading police. Instead, remember, you will indeed have your day in court. Along the way, remind yourself you also have a right to remain silent, which is a right a South Carolina woman should have invoked when she was stopped on the suspicion of drunk driving. That's when she allegedly told police they shouldn't arrest her because she's a very clean, thoroughbred white girl. She went on to say that she graduated from a highly accredited university and then repeated that she's a white, clean girl. When the officer asked what that had to do with anything, she responded, you're a cop. You should know what that means. Now, while that probably won't come out and affect her judgment in court, I bet somebody in the holding cell catches wind that there's an authentic thoroughbred in their midst. When the cops asked how much she had to drink, she told him it was only two glasses of wine. When they followed up wondering how big the glasses were, that's when she said, well, it was my birthday. If you're wondering, her blood alcohol level was 0.18, which is a high enough BAC to taint even the purest of thoroughbreds. As a free people, though, it's very important that we cling to the Fifth Amendment among all others, because truly, unreasonable searches can lead to seizures. No matter what happens, keep in mind, when life gives you lemons, make lemonade. Of course, that's assuming life gave you sugar as well, Otherwise, you'll just be drinking lemon water. Even that's going to be tough to come by, though, as global warming has led to higher temperatures, which has caused a lemon shortage, at least in California and Mexico. The high temperatures caused the fruits to mature early, which has now caused the price of lemons to double. It's suggested that we use limes instead, but as I said the other day, I'm not an animal. While fruit in the United States gets picked early, in the UK, it's left on the vine to rot, which is where it's then been consumed by lagerlout wasps, who are getting boozy on fermented fruit because their normal food source has dried up. It seems what happens is something in the wasps' infrastructure stops them from eating a conventional diet of flies later in life, and they become hooked on sugar. Making things worse, hive queens eventually stop laying larvae, which produces a sugar spit that the adult wasps rely on. As a result, the wasps are sent into a frenzy at the height of summer, leaving desperate swarms out for the sugars of human foods. Once they get just a little bit of your pub garden cider or maybe some decaying fruit, then they go into a sting rage, which sounds a lot like spring break in Cabo, if you ask me. 
Golf's PGA Championship this weekend has got me wondering what kind of non-alcoholic mixed drink we can come up with to compete with the iced tea lemonade mixture known as an Arnold Palmer. I'm thinking of something named after, I don't know, Ricky Fowler, but what should the drink be? Maybe cranberry juice and Sprite? Possibly Mountain Dew and Grenadine? Let's hear your pitch. Call in with your suggestions at anchor.fm slash joshingaround. I love eavesdropping and overhearing other people's conversations, especially when I come into the middle of them and have to take everything out of context because that's when my mind can truly wander. The other day, I heard a man telling his son, I may not like a part of this person's face or that person's face, but I can combine aspects of them to make a face I do like. And for weeks, I've had no idea what this man was talking about. But then this morning, I read about Snapchat dysmorphia, where people are actually visiting plastic surgeons and asking the surgeons to make them look like Snapchat filters. The doctors, for the most part, are saying no, but, you know, at a certain point, money talks, except for that doctor who wouldn't help me get a long rainbow tongue. For now, though, it's time to sheath my silver tongue and end the show, as I solitarily sit scrunched into a diner's booth, silently scanning the room with my Whisper 2000, searching for new material. Remember, you have the right to remain silent, so as not to face the sting of seizure when you're driving like a drunk wasp. Whether you're living hand-to-mouth or making money hand-over-fist, do your best to remain confident. Money isn't everything, until you find yourself pinching pennies buying school supplies that will lower your kid's IQ. But I'm sure that's not you, because you know better. Thanks to all this joshing around. To be sure I don't get called out for only finishing half a bit, I wanted to use this rare postscript to complete my impression of a horse telling how old he is. Remember, in this example, the horse is 39. Here we go. Hey, buddy, how old are you? <laughs>